Hey everybody, it's Will here, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Kamaiiricha, and we just recently got, a couple weeks ago, a new Kamaiiricha from the farmer Issen, um, and this is in Takachiho, which is a small village in Miyazaki, um, and this was so amazing visiting him. Uh, we got to have lunch with him and his family in their 200-year-old house, um, and we got to kind of tour around. It's um, you know, there's kind of samurai weapons hidden around the house. There's these floorboards that creak a certain way to let you know of a ninja's coming. Um, all sorts of cool stuff from this, um, you know, historical uh, house that's been in their family for generations. Um, and the farm is very traditional as well. Um, it's completely organic. He sources his own organic fertilizer and produces some of his own as well to supplement that. Um, and the views are just incredible. So um, he's got a few of these mountain farms spread out throughout the town. Um, he has one right in his backyard, essentially, and then in front of the house, like 100 feet away from the house, there's actually his factory where he produces uh, hojicha and kamaiiricha. So he's specializing in uh, roasted teas and also oolong tea. So he also has an oolong facility as well that we got to see. Um, but he's most famous for his kamaiiricha, which is in high demand right now. Um, and we were able to get some, and it's currently on the store. So it's Isin kamaiiricha. This is a partially roasted tea. So it's a pan-fire tea. Now, I've talked about in previous episodes how... Um, Japanese green tea is unique in that it's steamed rather than pan-fired like a Chinese tea. Um, but this is actually unique because it is made in the more Chinese style. So it shares characteristics of both Japanese green teas and Chinese green teas um, because it's been turned into a pan like they would in China. Um, so this is a very unique tea. If you were to, you know, you would be able to immediately pick it out of a lineup of Japanese teas because it is so different. Um, it is kind of halfway in between a hojicha and a regular sencha, um, but it's not a fair comparison because it takes on a lot of new characteristics that you wouldn't experience in either of those. Like, it's got a little bit of a nuttiness to it. Um, it's got kind of like a thick mouthfeel, which is good. And um, it's just a beautiful tea that I think everyone should try at some point. So, um, if you can try some samples on our on our site, or you could go ahead and get the full pack um, while supplies last. So um, I encourage you to check that out. But until then, let's check out Oliver and see what he has to say about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Sip. My name is Oliver, and my mission is to bring you closer to Japanese organic green tea. And today we are going to look into a specialty, and this is the Kamairicha. Kamairicha is a tea which is not that known from Japan but it is a very fine slightly roasted tea so something in between a green tea and a so-called hojicha. These teas uh, they're mainly from the south so we talk about uh, the island of Kyushu so in the very south and it is from one of the most famous places where um, the Kamairicha is made and this is the uh, region of Miyazaki and the exact location is Takachiho. This is where this tea is done by the family Isinen. 
So if you just look at the tea leaves, what is special? So you see it's a little bit darker than normal green tea. So it's not this strong pale green, but it's not roasted either. And what is very nice is that you have a little bit of curled tea leaves, what you can see here. So it's uh, not a typical straight line, but it is a little bit this curled um, type of tea leaf is also um, the Tamarillo Kucha is also going in this direction. The reason or the difference between the Tamarillo Kucha and the Kamairicha is that this one here is additionally roasted. So what does it mean? Oh, let's say, let's go into what the difference exactly is when you produce Sencha, so the typical green tea in Japan, and you produce Kamairicha. Kamairicha is compared to uh, Sencha, which is just put into a steam steaming bath for around uh, 30 to 60 seconds at 105 degrees. This one here is put into an oven which goes up to 350 even 400 degrees Celsius and then is left in there and turned but also in the steaming bath so it kind of slightly roasts and then there are different processes, different steps where it's always roasted and the temperature goes down a little by little so we are then in the second step it goes down to 200 then 150 and just always roasted and especially in the end there is a longer process of around one hour where these leaves are with around 20% of moisture still in them put into an oven where they are just heated up at 100 degrees Celsius during this hour and then they become exactly or they get this kind of slightly roasted flavor um, which the Kamairicha or for what the Kamairicha is known for and if you leave it in at 140 degrees Celsius for one hour then you get two uh, hojicha. So you see the difference is not that big but taste wise this tea is quite nice and especially the roasting what it takes away or what it absolutely takes out of the tea is this um, the stringent note or the note which can be slightly bitter and it really moves the tea into kind of a cereally caramelly and sweet direction and this is what I want to discover this morning is just to have a look at how the taste of this tea is so i would suggest that we just hop into the tea and uh, we're gonna try this one out so just taking the leaves first so the dry leaves they already smell a little bit they have a little bit this note of this caramelly um flavor profile already so it has been quite some time I drank this tea, so I'm pretty happy to have this now here and to make this tasting from the family of Isin. So Mr. Isinen also what he does is that he produces his own fertilizer as well. So also a farm which is, is purely set up organic. All of their teas are organic and that they have all kind of different, uh, especially Kamaerich style tea um or uh, also um hojicha then i even had a hojicha stem tea with them so they have a broad broad variety but it is still quite a small farm of around four hectares which corresponds to more or less four thousand kilograms of tea what they're able to do which is pretty small for 
uh, for a farm but still exist in Japan and that's the beauty of the country especially in the south you have a lot of these small family farms still producing on a kind of quite a small amount of, uh, of ground or terrain and there they have very specialized and very different tea as well so here we do the same we just do it in the same style as essential and we leave in the leaves for one minute and after one minute they are brewed they're opening up already beautifully and now i can just take them and try this tea so just in terms of color to show you how it differs from the typical green so you have a little bit more of a dark golden color of this tea and this one here is from a Samidori cultivar. So Samidori, as you might know, um, a very, very delicate frost sensitive cultivar, but in the South, it's a little bit less of a problem to cultivate them, but still um, it's a quite a challenging tea. That's why this tea is also considered as a little bit more sweeter and has a little bit less these harsher notes. So I'm uh, curious to see what or how the taste of this tea is like. Mm. directly in the beginning after serially mixed with this caramelly note which is really nice there's a slight 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 astringency with it so it there is some of the astringency which stays in the tea but it's very nice and kind of kind of surrounded by a nice nutty nearly a little bit of a buttery note so it seems that the tea is very strong or filled also with essential oils mm. so i have caramel mm, i nearly have a little bit it's, it reminds me a little bit of this butter um, cookies you know this typical butter cookies which you can eat um it has a nice sweet also a little bit of a floral note but it stays strongly around this a little bit this yeah it reminds me a little bit of the chocolate chip cookie but without the chocolate so the the dough of the of the cookie with mixed with the caramel sweet note there's a slight slight acidity with it but it's it's absolutely okay then around this uh, acidity you have a nice kind of buttery also a little bit more of a silky uh, kind of profile on the tongue slightly tanninic but not dry at all mm. Mm -hmm. but very sweet and very round so it's a very very good tea for the first brewing now let's have a look for number two number two is going to be quicker and voila So you see the color very very similar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in the second brewing the the caramelly note it 
goes a little bit down and leaves more space for the serially nose, which is also pretty nice. Hmm. But there's still some nice caramelly sweet notes in the back. It turns but a little bit into a floral note. Maybe even a little bit in a lavender note. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit direction it goes, but still very nice cereally. Mm. It's pretty refreshing for me. I've been, I have now a phase, I had a phase where I drank a lot, a lot of green tea. And it's really nice to have this different kind of taste now. And um, this kind of cereally mixed with caramel note is absolutely fantastic. And it's a very good mix, very smooth, very sweet. And uh, the Samidori really carries a lot of sweetness in it with a strong amount of theanine. And even though it is a roasted tea, it carries nearly the same nutrients than, um, than a normal sencha. So it's just this slight kind of uh, roasting. It doesn't really affect a lot the nutrients in the tea. And that's also an uh, important aspect, at least for me, to keep just the tea at a very, very high quality level and high nutritional level. Mm-hmm. Now it gets a little bit greener, it's interesting. So the cereal note, uh, so the caramel note is the first one that goes a little bit down. Now you have the cereal, uh, which crawls a little bit back, which goes, thins a little bit down. And now you have a little bit more of a greener hint of the tea. So it moves a little bit in the direction of the green. It leaves a little bit of space to a little bit late summer grass fresh cut grass mm -hmm. but the acidity stays similar over the all the steeping so it doesn't get kind of bitter or anything it has a little bit of a refreshing tone the refreshing tones they get a little bit stronger as the sweeter tones they go from steeping to steeping they just reduce a little bit and they leave a little bit more space and so the tea gets a little bit more refreshing uh, towards the end and the smell of the leaves yeah you really have a little bit this toasted fresh bread toasted but very sweet Sometimes you get this toast, this bread, uh, which I know that mainly from England when I was a, was a teenager, I was in England to learn English. So I had the toast bread and then it always had a little bit this slight sweet taste as well, this bread. And this is what it reminds me a little bit of. Of course, this is 100% nature and the other one is maybe 5% nature. Well, it reminds me, reminds me a little bit of that. So it brings me a little bit back to the 90s when I was a teenager. So um, this is Tissy. I hope you liked this session. Thanks a lot for watching. And uh, if you ever want uh, to ask me a question, please feel free to do so. I'm more than happy to answer it. This has been the Daily Sip number 15. And I'm happy to see you soon and maybe even tomorrow. See you soon. Thank you and bye bye.